Welcome to the Christ Quarter. Thank you for taking a quarter of an hour out of this day to enjoy the presence of Christ and the words of Christ. Today, let's read a section of scripture, discuss what it means, and also how it applies to our lives. I hope that God will speak to you through my words, and more importantly, through his scriptures, and will bring you closer to him. I am blessed and thankful to have this time to speak with you, and I thank you so much for being with me here today. Today's scripture selection is Genesis chapter 41, verses 25 through 33, 37 through 40, and verses 50 through 52. The King James Version reads as follows. And Joseph said unto Pharaoh, The dream of Pharaoh is one. God has showed Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good king are seven years, and the seven good ears are seven years. The dream is one. And the seven thin and ill-favored king that came up after them are seven years. And the seven empty years blasted by the east wind shall be seven years of famine. This is the thing which I have spoken unto Pharaoh. What God is about to do he showeth unto Pharaoh. Behold, there are come seven years of great plenty throughout all the land of Egypt. And there shall arise after them seven years of famine. And all the plenty shall be forgotten in the land of Egypt, and the famine shall consume the land. And the plenty shall not be known in the land by reason of that famine following, for it shall be very grievous. And for that the dream was doubled unto Pharaoh twice. It is because the thing is established by God, and God will shortly bring it to pass. Now therefore let Pharaoh look out a man discreet and wise, and set him over the land of Egypt. And the thing was good in the eyes of Pharaoh, and in the eyes of all of his servants. And Pharaoh said unto his servants, Can we find such a one as this is, a man in whom the Spirit of God is? And Pharaoh said unto Joseph, For as much as God has showed thee all this, there is none so discreet and wise as thou art. Thou shalt be over my house, and according unto thy word shall all my people be ruled. Only in the throne will I be greater than thou. And unto Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine came, which Asaneth, the daughter of Potipharah, priest of On, bare unto him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. For God, said he, hath made me forget all my toil in all my father's house. And the name of the second called he Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. The NIV says it this way. Then Joseph said to Pharaoh, The dreams of Pharaoh are one and the same. God has revealed to Pharaoh what he is about to do. The seven good cows are seven years, and the seven good heads of grain are seven years. It is one and the same dream. The seven lean, ugly cows that came up after are seven years, and so are the seven worthless heads of grain scorched by the east wind. They are seven years of famine. It is just as I said to Pharaoh, God has shown Pharaoh what he is about to do. Seven years of great abundance are coming throughout the land of Egypt, but seven years of famine will follow them. Then all the abundance in Egypt will be forgotten, and the famine will ravage the land. The abundance in the land will not be remembered, because the famine that follows it will be so severe. The reason the dream was given to Pharaoh in two forms is that the matter has been firmly decided by God, and God will do it soon. And now let Pharaoh look for a discerning and wise man, and put him in charge of the land of Egypt. 
The plan seemed good to Pharaoh and to all his officials. So Pharaoh asked him, Can we find anyone like this man, one in whom is the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Since God has made all this known to you, there is no one so discerning and wise as you. You shall be in charge of my palace, and all my people are to submit to your orders. Only with respect to the throne will I be greater than you. Before the years of famine came, two sons were born to Joseph by Asenath, daughter of Potiphar, priest of On. Joseph named his firstborn Manasseh and said, It is because God has made me forget all my trouble and all my father's household. The second son he named Ephraim and said, It is because God has made me fruitful in the land of my suffering. Let us pray. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you for the freedom and ability to discuss your word and enjoy your presence. Help us to understand your word and your will for our daily lives more fully. We ask that you bless this discussion of your word that will speak to someone who needs to hear from you. We ask that you use these words to bring someone closer to you and that you will touch their hearts to love others through action in your name. That each of us will do something to show love to their neighbor in action as well as in word. That each of us will do our best to represent you to the world. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. The verses for today are strengthening. Through this increasing strength, they also give us the ability to patiently persevere, knowing that God is always with us. We sometimes go through times when it seems that God has abandoned us and left us to our own devices. It would certainly be understandable for Joseph to have felt this way during his hard times. Joseph was sold into slavery and stayed in that situation for 13 years. During that time, he remained faithful to God and did not become bitter. Because of this, God continued to bless Joseph in his hard situation. Joseph may have thought that this was to have been his future, to live and die as a slave. But we know that Joseph was being prepared, the path for him was being prepared, as well as the people around him. God had the whole situation well in hand. One interesting thing to me about God's plan for Joseph is that when Joseph decided to put him on his path for redemption and fulfillment, God did it by allowing an evil thing to happen to Joseph. Joseph's situation went to bad but stable, and maybe tolerable, to extremely bad. He went from the frying pan on a slow burn directly into the fire. But we know that this was the best thing for him, and that God was putting him exactly where he needed to be. So let's get right to it. In our scripture today, Joseph's brothers have sold him into slavery. He had become the property of an Egyptian official named Potiphar. Potiphar became impressed by Joseph and gave him great responsibility in his household. Unfortunately, Potiphar's wife wanted Joseph and repeatedly tried to seduce him. One time, as Joseph was getting away from her, his cloak was torn, and she used this to falsely accuse him of rape. Potiphar believed his wife, of course, and had Joseph thrown in prison. While in prison, Joseph was assigned to care for two Egyptian officials, who had offended Pharaoh. Joseph provided God-given interpretations of these two men's dreams. The dreams predicted that one of the men would be restored to his position, and Joseph asked the man to remember him when this came true. In the meantime, two years have passed, and Pharaoh is having disturbing dreams which he cannot understand. When the official who had been in prison with Joseph hears this, he tells the king about Joseph and his ability to interpret dreams. Joseph is then quickly brought before Pharaoh. 
Pharaoh's dreams were a little strange. He dreamed of seven healthy keen, or cows, coming out of the Nile River, followed by seven extremely sick cows. The sick cows then ate the healthy cows. Pharaoh's second dream was even more strange. He dreamt of seven beautiful, healthy heads of grain on one stalk. Seven more heads of grain grew on that same stalk, but these seven were scorched and terrible. The scorched set of grain ate the healthy ones. Having had essentially the same dream twice gave Pharaoh a higher sense of urgency to understand what they meant. Joseph gave Pharaoh the God-given interpretations of the dreams. There would be seven years of plenty throughout Egypt, but these would be followed by seven years of famine that would be so bad as to make all the people forget about the good years before. Joseph took the bold step of then advising Pharaoh that he might find a wise and discreet man to be set over Egypt to manage this situation. Fortunately for Joseph, Pharaoh and his men agreed with him. Pharaoh then gave Joseph an Egyptian name and placed him over Egypt, second only to himself. I'm sure that Joseph's years of taking care of Potiphar's household and serving in prison served as proof of his abilities, wisdom, and his discretion. Joseph spent the years before the famine storing up grain in the cities of Egypt in preparation for the famine. He also married and had two sons. When Joseph was betrayed by his brothers and sold into slavery, his future seemed bleak. When he found himself in prison, even worse. But throughout the weaving path of his life, he continued to be faithful to God and trusted that God was working things out to the glory of God and to Joseph's benefit. It is extremely easy to start to cry and moan and complain and stop honoring God when things seem to be at their worst. But it's much better to look around and ask God what to do. What am I supposed to learn in this situation? Who am I here to influence or be influenced by? Ask God what you are to do and why you are where you are. As Christians, we know that everything that happens to us is part of God's plan. Even when people do bad things that affect us or when bad things slow us or stop us, God already knew about it and will use it to his glory and to our benefit. It may take a while to see the end of this particular story that you're in right now. Maybe you're in chapter 13 of a 39 chapter story, but stay strong in your walk and stay strong in your faith. God always gives us the best endings. That concludes our scripture discussion for today. Thank you for spending this time with me, talking about, learning about, and enjoying Christ. It is my hope that God has used my words to touch you today and has brought you closer to Him. Please contact me if you wish to have further information about Christ. Please email me at blackhattoday at gmail.com with Christ's quarter in the subject line. You may also call or text me at 832-377-0044. Let us pray. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever. Amen. If you would like to learn about podcasting, or have your own podcast, please share your name and your questions with me. Also, let me know what you would like your podcast to be about. During September, I will be choosing two people who will receive their own 
15-minute podcast episode. I will personally help you with producing your episode, and it will be broadcast on the Christ Quarter podcast. I think it will be a lot of fun, so share your name with me by email at blackcattoday at gmail.com or text at 832-377-0044. If you would like to respond to anything I've said here today, please leave a voicemail or text at that same number. If you find value in my message, please support me via the links in the podcast description or by my cash app, dollar sign, black hat today. And please subscribe. It helps me out a lot. I'm Kirk Royster. It has been a privilege to talk with you today, and I look forward to talking with you again soon, maybe in person. I'll see you next time right here on the Christ Quarter. Podcast.